that happens and I'm like connected with other people and they hear like <laughs> it's like I'm I'm so sorry for what you've just heard. Digressive obscenity shit what was I talking about? So uh welcome to Digressive Obscenity or Translucent Pony Toes, the podcast. Thank My you. guest is Amy Pew, and you've already fucked everything up. Let's start again. No, no. <laughs> this is scorched earth. We're only moving forward. Oh shoot. So shoot. Let's start this off correctly. My guest today is is Amy. Amy, who are you and what do you do? Tell me about you. Well, hello. Um, I am an account director with Universal Music Group. Nice. And uh, I work downtown. Excellent. And I just recently started there. I was at uh, EMI, which is now no longer EMI. It's Capitol Records Group. Okay. But um, had a great, great time there as well. Excellent. Yeah. So we'll definitely get more into that later, but um, officially launching into the question section. Questions. Stop asking me questions. What is your first memory of me? <laughs> my first memory of you, oh my gosh, would be the first time I ever saw you. Okay. At school in Fordham, mm -hmm. Fordham University. I believe it was orientation week. Wow. And we were all like sitting around. And hanging out um, at some theatrical at the gathering. Plaza? Oh, was it, it was like a theater. A yeah, theater I think we were actually at um, in the, the Pope Auditorium. Nice. We were just hanging out, and I looked over, and there you were, and I just knew that I had to be friends with you. I said, "He looks so <laughs> awesome and crazy and fantastic. I'm going to be friends with this guy." And nice. then I met you like later on that day. Excellent. Yeah, that's wonderful. What is your your favorite moment or episode uh, from The Simpsons? Oh. Ooh. Ooh, That's wow. a tough one. This is a tough one. Hold on. Take it might time. take me a second. Absolutely. I enjoyed the entire Simpsons, the movie. That's an excellent when movie. When that came when out. When I finally made it. Yeah, definitely. Yes. yes. But I, I, um, I don't have a favorite moment. That's okay. But that's, I, I that's, really, I, I did like that film big time. They did a great job with it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed when they, um, for like, what was it, like three seconds, they just showed Bart's penis. <laughs> they, they, just, they just did it. Yeah. <laughs> That took me aback. I used to paint Bart on, on chunks of wood. Just rake like you'd find driftwood and just... Not not even that cool. It was it was nerdier than that. So my dad yeah. was going to throw out this awesome bookcase. Okay. And first of all, I was like, Dad, why are you going to toss this out? It's not trash. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so I took it and I lugged it back in the house. Uh -huh. I was about... How old was I? Maybe like 11 or 12. Uh -huh. Lugged it back <laughs> in the house, took his screwdriver took out the center blocks of wood in the middle uh -huh. and then I, I I screwed back the top the bottom and then the sides okay and I slept in that in a sleeping bag kind of like a coffin because I was really into vampire still am of course yeah love that shit but anyway <laughs> the the extra boards I used them as canvases and I you know the Simpsons just broke at that point yeah yeah so like I was drawing early, like early 90s yeah yeah, yeah it says like drawing Bart like skateboarding and, and stuff and then painting painting in my drawings and wow yeah, so, so like I had these little random you know like tableaus of the Simpsons paintings of, of Bart yeah. so what did you ever did you put them anywhere do you I, have them still no I wish I did still have them because wow. I, I would have done something cool with them absolutely yeah but, have you ever thought yeah. of like going back and painting more stuff like that of the Simpsons mm, that could be cool yeah I haven't really put that much thought into it but hey dude it's the Simpsons yeah. they, they have yet to get old for me I know he looked great on a piece of wood too yeah, yeah anytime yeah. you know I, I remember in um I went to this camp, and at the end of the summer, um, this is like at the height of the fake Simpson t-shirts 
craze. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever witnessed that, but um, like Air Jordan, uh, Air Simpson, and they basically had Bart going in like the Michael Jordan pose, but they colored him brown. <laughs> um, they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Simpsons. Oh, I remember that. They had, uh, God, what else? Just like these ridiculous knockoffs, like the colors weren't quite right. And you could tell that the director of the camp was like, we can get a hundred boxes of these for like $20. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was, everything was just a little, like, you know, Homer's pants were not the right color blue. And Bart was wearing a brown shirt. You know, little things where it's like, somebody who's never seen the show drew these and put them onto a, a yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was always, you know, very fun and kind of sad. We were very excited at the time and very disappointed later. I wonder if you can still get that stuff on eBay. Possibly. I bet you can. I mean, you probably could, but it's like, how does that stuff value? How does, like, you know, counterfeit things value? Like, has it gotten, like, you know, oh, my God, what a great memory I have of these? Or is it like, no, they were just shit then and they are shit now? (laughs) So, I don't know. That's that's a project. I'll look into that. Yes. Um, What are you listening to right now? Oh, I am, right now, I am listening to anything and everything. Gotcha. Totally immersed, especially, um, you know, having just started over at Universal Group. Yeah. Many, many labels I'm working with now, and uh, on top of also the Capitol labels. Mm-hmm. So pretty much each label's entire roster wow. of upcoming artists. So there's 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 a lot that I'm... I'm so we're talking like dozens or hundreds? Uh, we're talking about hundreds, yeah. God. So, I, so is it like Monday I'm going to listen to these ten bands, Tuesday I'm listening to these ten bands? Pretty much what I do is if I see, um, you know, get a lot of um, releases ahead of time. Yeah. So what, whatever I get ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm confessing to you now and I apologize. Uh-huh. No worries. I do use torrents, but... Oh, but, but, no, God. no, no, but for like my favorite bands, mm-hmm. I will hunt that torrent every fucking day. I'll get the album not too far in advance, you know, maybe maybe four or five days and I'll still buy it when it comes out. You That's can, cool. you can check my credit card. I have pre-ordered the new, <laughs> they might be giants. I pre-ordered the new Bowie. I pre-ordered the new Eels. Like right. I'm going to buy them, but I think it is a compliment because I want to hear them now. All right, let's talk Bowie for a second. So I okay. am a huge David Bowie fan. Yes, huge. as am I. Yeah, and I listen to Bowie all the time. Nice, yeah. And I'm very sad because the new album oh, no. is being released through Columbia, which is one of Sony's labels. Oh no! So Not you don't us. get it early. Well, we had we had David Bowie for the majority of his releases. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there, but I, I'm I'm a little sad. But I, I too will now be purchasing the Bowie album because I can't get it for free. See, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that's gonna leak yeah, like, yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. fast yeah, but well. also I'm okay I was on the internet at 2am January 8th mm-hmm. and I was posting in some music forum about Coil because I'm, I'm doing a lot of Coil reviews right now Okay, and um, one of the new um, threads was new David Bowie and you know how you search new David Bowie and someone's like yeah I hear he's working on something in Germany you know but there's n- he hasn't done anything Officially, since reality in 2003. Mm-hmm. Like, he put out a DVD, he put out that he leaked, um, what was it called? Toys? Boy? He leaked the one where it was basically he remade all of his old stuff. Mm. But he just, like, they leaked it. They never sold it. He just leaked it to the internet, which is kind of weird. Um, and so I'm like, okay, new David Bowie. And then it's like, when was this posted? Today at midnight. And it's, what? And you're like, wait, what does that mean? Yeah, and then so I, the first thing is like, 
link to new David Bowie. And then it's like, the next comment's like, so is this like a best of? And then the third comment's like, no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, okay, everything, stop, everybody stop everything. Then I click on it and it's like, yeah, he's 66, this is his 30th album, here's a new video, and it's, and it's like, mm-hmm. like, I got kind of choked up. Because you hear all these people, like his unofficial biographer was like, I can't say for sure, but I'm sad to say I'm pretty sure David Bowie's done singing. And it's like, nope. Fuck you. Who are you? <laughs> Your unofficial biographer. So you kind of feel like David Bowie's done. Yeah, and exactly. And he was just like, nope. Here's a new album. And you know what was genius? Literally, everybody found out about that single single at the, the same time. same time. And then yeah. the video. At, so it was single uh, yeah. and video. And I don't know single if you've seen video. the video. I saw the video. It's, it's pretty like tear jerking. And it's just like, yeah. he's 66 years old and they still make music that's pertinent. The best way I can explain the video is it's it's kind of like a jib-jab Christmas release where you take all of your friends' faces and lump them together, yeah. but then do a creepy background that's kind of black and white and yeah. it's ambient and It's strange. all German, I think. It's all Berlin. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was really weird, it's, but beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Which, dude, David Bowie, weird no. but beautiful. Like. That should be the title of his official biography. <laughs> weird but beautiful. He is or weird but beautiful. The fact that that dropped eight days after oh, the gosh. year started, it's like, where do you go from here? It was genius. Yeah, 2013 can only go down from here. I, I agree with you entirely. I'm also, yeah. I'm also listening um, to Alicia Keys' new album. Mm-hmm. It's really, really awesome. I actually saw her at Avery Fisher Hall before the album oh, broke. wow. Okay. Yeah, it was odd venue. But it made complete sense for her. Yeah. And it was, was like... Was it just her and a piano, or did she have a whole band? A whole band. Wow, and it was nice. like going to church. It was ridiculous. Nice. And she danced a little bit, and then played the keys a little bit. And nice. And danced some more. She looked sexy as hell. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. It was an epic show. It was so good. That's cool. Yeah. That Prince was my inspired her, right? Myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that makes me happy. And Whitney Houston. They were really, really tight. She was at the funeral. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I had to pick between Whitney going and Prince going... Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why, okay? okay? Just go with me here. Sure. So Clive Davis, all right? Clive originally found Whitney. Okay. And he broke her. Yes. Right? He also found Alicia and broke her, too. Like, when, nice. when Alicia was hardcore street and she was still yeah. kind of thugging out. And yeah. And a little refining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so like pretty woman. It, it kind of <laughs> was. And she's still pretty, and she was pretty then, but she's exactly. better now. God bless you, Alicia Keys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah. So I liked what she did with the Bond theme for uh, the Jack White thing. Mm. That was, like, when I first heard that, it's like, you know, there's certain artists where it's like, okay, who's doing the new Bond theme? This person. Okay, all right. I could see that. When it was right. like, Jack White and Alicia Keys. How's that going to work? Yeah. But it works. And then it's like, that works really well. Like, yeah. I was skeptical when it's like, Chris Cornell. No. Mm-hmm. And then he nailed it. And then it's like, when I heard Adele was doing the new one, it's like, okay, I completely get that. And yeah. she did a perfect, classic, amazing job of it. Yeah. Well, do you, have you heard Emily Sunday yet? No. She's another one I've been listening to a lot because um, she's with Capital. Mm-hmm. And she is flawless and stunning. Nice. She's um, she's from Europe. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're breaking, working on breaking her in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And she sounds like Adele. A little bit. Cool. And Adele and Alicia Keys love her. She's actually written some of the songs with Alicia for Alicia's new album. Nice. Yeah. So Are they going to like tour? Like, is she going to open for one of them or I'm something? I'm not sure. But um, Emily's been coming through a lot. Excellent. In fact, she has a concert this coming Thursday. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But um, she's she's great to work with. Really sweet. Cool. She's, she's super, super smart. I think um, I'm blanking on what she was originally 
studying in school mm -hmm. like back in the day but she it was she was going to go into science okay and then just always sang and always wrote her whole life and then the way you know the way the universe shifted gears for her was yeah. music thank god See, that's always impressive. I like when, when, when people can, can write their own stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's great if you can sing really well, but to be like, I wrote this and I sing. And the mm -hmm. fact, like, again, going back to Prince, because everything goes back to Prince. When he's <laughs> like, you know, when he's like, I wrote this, I recorded this, yeah. everything you hear is me, come to there my concert. Go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, let me tell you something. I highly recommend My Kind of Love okay. and Daddy. Those okay. two songs are my favorite Emily Sunday songs. Excellent. And she's just absolutely beautiful to look at, too. Great. Yeah, I have trouble finding new music. Because, um, you know, I tried some of this, the streaming things, and it's like, oh, oh, you like this band? Well, then you'll obviously like these bands, and I don't. Because they either don't sound anything like them, or mm -hmm. they sound like they're trying to copy them, or they sound like... I, I don't know. For some reason, they don't work for me. And it's like, I'm happy with my five bands, as long as they keep producing. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm, I think I may be a bit of an elitist. Mm. But I'm still open to things. Churchill's so. great. Wait till they come Churchill? full force. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Emily Sunday and Churchill? Yeah. Right. Churchill, they're, they're kind of, they're an interesting group. Mm -hmm. They're a Colorado-based band. And um, a guy and a girl front the band. Okay. And they've got a banjo player. I support a banjo. And they're very, like... Blue, bluesy, bluegrassy meets pop. Wow, and it's okay. stunning. It's stunning. I actually, um, I caught one of their showcases when mm -hmm. they were in town a few weeks back. Mm -hmm. um, they're with A&M Octone. Okay. And they are tremendously, tremendously good. They had yeah. a showcase at the Mercury Lounge a few weeks back. Nice, it's a great venue. It's I love it. It's tiny, yeah. It's tiny, but the bar I is I can't nice. stand there. I, I need to be on the side. You need some... I no, saw yeah. OK Go there oh, in God. like 98 or wow. 9 when they were like... I saw them open for They Might Be Giants, and like they were just doing like five shows at Mercury Lounge for like $15 or something. That's awesome. And it's like, let's go see that. And you know, you're like this close to them, and they're, they were really friendly. Damien was really nice. And we oh. met... That was when they had a keep keyboard player named Burley, who was really nice, too. I think my friend Heather made out with Burley. Ah, good times. Yeah. We'll keep that quiet. Exactly. You know, we won't share It'll that with anybody else. It'll be our secret. Exactly. Else. No, absolutely not. This nice. is top secret. Yeah. Cool. But they, they've got a song called Change uh -huh. that is really, truly awesome. And I'm hoping to see it sunk in a lot of film and TV in the near future. Wonderful. That'd be so good. That's always kind of a, kind of a bittersweet thing for fans, where yeah. it's like some bands... Like, with OK Go, for instance, I'm really happy when, when Get Over It was in car commercials and video games. That was, like, their big... Like, you can't not just love that song. It's so, like, everything right in the right order. Mm -hmm. And it's... I'm okay. Because they weren't like, no, we're artists. It was like, we're having fun making music. And if yeah. someone wants to give us $100,000 to use their music in a car, yeah, sure, go for it, you mm -hmm. know? There was something that was really kind of depressing. It was the... um top 10 like worst sellouts ever and the number one like it had stuff like um you know bob dylan's song being used in something or or some other song being used in a car commercial the number one thing was um um who does unbelievable emf yes yeah so that song you know great song kind of a one-hit wonder um they re-recorded the song for a craft cheese product called uh crumbles Mm -hmm. where it was basically a bag of crumbles of cheese and they re-recorded it 
It's crumbelievable. <laughs> they re they went back into a studio. Yes, they and did. I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll make a version of this specifically for your cheese crumble product. It's terrible. That was number one, and that was like, guys, really? But it's really? like that's that's selling out. I right? guess, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's what it was. It was like the top ten so worst bad. sellouts. Yeah, but at so the same bad. time, it's so easy to say that, but it's you know. It depends how much money they got paid. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. and honestly, can you name another EMF song? No. Yeah. And you're in the industry and you can't... I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell you another song of theirs, but... Mm. What are you reading right now? Oh, what am I reading right now? I'm reading Life of Pi currently. Nice. I haven't seen that or read that. I haven't seen the movie. It looked intriguing to me. Um, does the, the tiger that, talk? No, the tiger, to my knowledge, does not talk. Okay. But I could be wrong because I just started the book recently. So gotcha. Maybe the tiger starts to talk. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm a talking tiger. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Would be, it'd be kind of like Winnie the Pooh. But exactly. Hey, you know that could be that could be great. Yeah. Um, that is currently what I'm reading. Excellent. Yeah. And excuse me, have they gotten to, is like Pi a, a character? Or are they referring to the number? Um, I believe it's a character. Excellent. Yes, I'm at the very very beginning of the book. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Well, so just, you know, so set the date now on March 14th, 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a a pie, a super pie day party. Excellent. Because on March 14th, you know, 3.14, it's, you know, it's pie day. Ha ha, yeah. eat pie, pie. Um, but since the first five digits of pie are 3.1415, super pie day is 3.14.15. So save the date. I think it's a Friday, actually, or a Saturday. So everybody's going to show up. They're going to ha- make pies. Can we bring pies? Oh, God, yes. Lots of pies. Because we have this like awesome mini mini pie maker. Okay. And I can make all sorts of different flavors of pies. Bring it. And it does the lattice automatically. Yeah, the whole night. Okay, it's good. So cute. I'm glad this happened. Yes. So uh, worst case scenario, no one hears this. You're invited to pie day. Okay. With the lattice making pie mini Nike. Th- I will oh, be there. I'll be very excited. This could not get better already. <laughs> We've peaked and we're like. I love pies. I love music. I support that. Well, we're, we're only now. we're only like 15 minutes in and we've already peaked. Okay. <laughs> uh, are, are you watching anything right now? TV's movie? Anything? Oh cool? gosh, yeah, all the time. Um, I'm obsessed with film. Obsessed, yeah. obsessed, obsessed with it, and I'm obsessed with TV. Um, I watch. Let's see. My favorite TV shows right now are House of Lies. The, I've seen that. It is so brilliant. Okay. Um, Don Cheadle at his absolute finest. I like Don Cheadle. He's when they hilarious. replaced him, when they replaced Terrence Howard mm-hmm. in Iron Man with him, I was fine with that. That's a good, a yeah, good flip. That's a good for sure. Yeah. But I watched that. I, mm-hmm. lo- I love the show Girls. I think it's I keep quite people funny talk about it. and really irreverent mm-hmm. in a delicious way. Is that Showtime or is that? That is HBO. HBO, okay. Yeah. And uh, True Blood, whenever True Blood comes back on. Yeah. That is just a given. That last season ended really weird. Oh, no. I'm, I can't um, wait to see where it's going to go from here. They better wrap that up quickly. Like, and it better not be a hot tease. Yeah, that was, that was really ridiculous. I forced myself every week to watch it towards the end. Yeah. It was Again, pain. I apologize. <laughs> I don't have HBO, and I don't like cliffhangers, so mm. I will occasionally... Procure television seasons off the internet. Look at you. Somebody's a torrent king over here. I'm not a torrent king. I'm about to kick you in the shit. I buy... (laughs) Hey, if you open... Like, if you slide that other door, Uh you'll see stacks of CDs. I still still buy music. Let me tell you, the, the physical business is not dying. It's it not. isn't. I, this is actually. It's I want to get to this later. On. I want to okay, get to this okay. later. I definitely want to get to. I'm that. going to put that in my thinking cap. Excellent. Because, right. it, but it's one of. The, well, I mean, so quickly with that, like, is it true that like artists get like a nickel per twenty dollar album I purchase? 
Um, they're getting a little bit more than that. Excellent. Okay, yes, so yeah, we'll definitely come back to that. Right. But so, you know, my thinking, of course, I mean, at the base of it, it's like, you know, oh, why should I have to pay for it? Because I'm a lazy asshole. But, you know, the the other part of me is like, is downloading the final season of Lost really going to hurt Evangeline Lilly's pocketbook? Ooh. That's the thing. I'm an asshole. Okay, no, but at the heart <laughs> of it, it's I'm a lazy asshole. I don't have cable anymore. I do have Netflix. We pay for Netflix. Cool. I still buy DVDs. Christina hates that I still purchased movies. You know, I still purchase movies too. Excellent. They're well, serious. There's so yeah. many good films. There's a lot of shit. Like historical still stuff. Out. Yeah. Like fiction. Oh my god, I love horror. You guys know that about me, though. Yes. I'm obsessed with horror films. Yeah. Uh, we have we have TiVo at home, so I'm TiVoing. Nice. Every single thing that comes on, pretty much horror related. Excellent. Yeah. What's on right now? Horror related. Um, on TiVo. On they, yeah. Or cable, I should properly say that they, they have. Um, we have RCN as a cable provider, okay. and they have this whole section for um, wow. all kinds of movies that you could you could TiVo, right? So yeah. in the horror section, they've got all the classic horror hits. Okay. Everything and anything and everything you can imagine. So like the entire Children of the Corn series. They got all Psycho. nine movies. They got, yeah, <laughs> man, they got the, ter- you know, the terrible ones. I enjoyed oh, Children of the Corn 1 and 2, I did. But Christina's then still just, freaked out by Children oh, of the Corn. Yeah. That is one of the truly spookiest, scariest. They did a great job ah, with that. Absolutely. Scarecrow's also really bad too for another one that takes place in the country. Yeah. Yeah. But they got birds. They got Psycho. They got Troll, which never dies. I mean, that nice. thing is epic. Did you see Troll Two? The I, best I, worst yes, movie have. ever. Yeah, yes, we, sure we went have. to a screening at the Angelica or at the Sunshine or whatever, okay. and they had the cast in like a talkback. <laughs> and it's like afterwards, like I had to ask because I'd never heard of it, you know. And I finally saw it, and I saw it with the cast, and I, I had to ask them like, "Did the director tell you anything? Like, oh, no. what did he? What did he say? <laughs> did he just say go?" Like, yeah, that was a, that was so weird. Um, especially because, like, remember the name of the town was Nilbog? Yeah. Which is goblin backwards? Mm-hmm. There are no goblins in that. No, I'm sorry, no. there are no trolls in it. There's only goblins in it. Oh, God, mind-blowing. Aneurysm it's, it's creating. terrible, terrible. So what is your favorite horror movie? Just going off the whole... Uh, Ooh, the others. Or, or I guess the others. Okay, the original one? No, the one with Nicole Kidman in it. Is that... Was that a remake? I feel like it was. I think you might I, be right. I feel like yeah. every horror movie in the past 20 years has been a remake or a prequel or a sequel or a whatever. Uh, we're telling the same story backwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, Definitely the others, for sure. I need to see that. Because I haven't been... Are you like someone who like you like to watch you like to watch horror movies because like you like being scared or like you like to watch it like nothing scares you? I like to be scared. Okay. I'm scared of everything all the time. I'm afraid of the dark. Oh, okay. And I also... Like, for paranormal fans that will be listening to this podcast, I also like grew up in a haunted house. Okay, I also well, can that see things. Nice. So at times, and ha- have seen things at times. So all of that kind of inside me grew this really f- strong fascination okay. with the paranormal and and everything that it encompasses. Okay, even though it scares the shit out of me. Gotcha. Time, right? Yeah. See, with me, it's it's, it's hard to be scared anymore. Aside from just like boo, and those are kind of cheap. Um, have you seen American Horror Story? It's my, it's my, yes. Okay, I was about to bring that up too. It's my all-time favorite show. We it watched so the entire first season mm. three days. Yeah, like like 
I had to go to bed one night. Isn't the writing so good? And the it was characters like, are so great. I can watch one more episode, right? And you're like, I got to. Yeah. I'll and then I go to bed. And, yeah. Like, and serious. then that episode ends and it's like, I can watch another episode, can't I? It's two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. She has to be up in five hours. It's like, like, you just watch it. We have to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually have not watched the second season yet. We oh. only watched the first. And like, I've just never seen anything like that on television. They had me, like, immediately, but the credits, it was, the credits were done, uh, like, visually by the guy who did the credits for Seven, and the music was done by uh, Charlie Klauser, who was the keyboardist for Nine Inch Nails. Get out. So it's like, I was hearing this, and it's like, this sounds like Nine Inch Nails, and it looks like Seven, and then it's like, theme by Charlie Klauser, and it's like, oh, okay, because totally it's Nine sense. Inch Nails and the guy who did Seven. And you hear, like, the Oh, Jesus thing, Christ. The, the whole thing is distorted. Is, yeah. yeah, it's so hot. It's nightmarish. But yeah, so that's wonderful. But And also, um, I might get her name wrong. The maid. Maybe the hottest woman I've ever seen on television. I might I mean, co-sign that with if you. If you can think of another one. You're talking about the young maid. Oh. Yes. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's oh. Like, it, it's like, I've never seen a character, I've never seen an actor the young version Ooh's of the maid. sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I've never... Like, there's characters who's like, she's supposed to be the sexy character, and she looks kind of hot, but just the the oozing of temptation, that was tough. I'm hoping she comes back. She hasn't been on season two yet. That's really sad. I haven't seen her yet. Damn it. Well, technically... I've been watching. They do explain why she shouldn't be there anymore, but but yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's an amazing show. Okay. Well, what's great is that that... The characters are different, but the actors are the same. Oh, so you'll 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 totally okay. get it when you start watching it. I yeah. support that. I think so that's great. an interesting way to do it. Yeah, because I like I'd honestly never heard of any of them. Even Dylan McDermott, I'd heard the name, I'd never even seen him. Man, is he a good actor? Everybody Shocking. nails it on that. Yeah. Freaky. Um, do you have any allergies? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yes, he's serious. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm allergic. This is so weird. Uh, to penicillin. That's not that weird. Benadryl. Okay, that's, that's... And the drug they give you when you're allergic to both penicillin and Benadryl, which is called sulfa. <laughs> I'm one fucked individual. Wow, that's a go. problem. Yeah. I'm not allergic to any food. That's that's good. So this is not related to allergies. Um, do you collect anything intentionally? Oh. I used to collect something intentionally. What'd you collect? Stamps. Nice. Oh, God. What's that called? There is an official name, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's... Um, omenomenology or alamenology or I'm making up words. That's mm, fine. Menomenon. 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 That's what it is. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> so did you ever have anything like a value? Or I have was some it just... really really obscure, um, controversial items in my collection. Controversial so, stamps. Yeah, man. This so, shit just got real. Yes, my friend. So my great grandpa. Okay. Um, oh no, we're not talking like. <laughs> slavery stamps, Who are we? Who is your great-grandpa? Is he some creep? No, he... <laughs> Joseph Goebbels, my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was pretty awesome, and he came from Italy, and he loved stamps. Okay. He thought they were fascinating, and I saw his stamp collection, and then that's how I got involved in collecting, and he used to send me them um, wow. in, in, in batches of envelopes. I, would, I wouldn't get any notes, because his English was a little rough. He yeah, was, you just know, get an envelope full of stamps. I would just get envelopes full of stamps. Is he, he still around? He painstakingly would soak for me and then send them through. Wow. No, but he lived So did he be, basically give you his entire collection? He did. Wow. I inherited the entire thing, which is awesome. And, and he'd been doing it for years? Yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, long, 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 long time. And he lived um, to his early 90s, so he had, wow. I mean, some really sick stuff in there. And 
some of the stamps that were that were more on the controversial side yeah, are like, Nazi stamps from Nazi Germany. Oh wow! Yeah, so like, I have some of those. Like like a swastika, Swastikas, or like yeah. hey. it was swastikas and like Heil Hitler and yeah, that's some of those. So weird. It's creepy. It's so fucked up, but it's interesting at the same time for historically. Exactly historically. There, you know what I mean? And is there now? Have you have you like? valued the have you uh what's it called like appraised them appraised them no i haven't in fact what i want to do is i want to go um into the books i want to like just clean them out mm-hmm. and and just properly restore them like page by page yeah and then take them to an appraiser because i know that that collection's worth something possibly yeah definitely sure. yeah now is it is it possible that the it's not illegal to own those Nazi things, right? No. No. It's no. just memorabilia from a time. It was memorabilia from a time. And he, he actually got those from one of his um, German friends who was not a Nazi. Okay. But they had literally got them. And wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's crazy. nuts. It is. That's pretty cool. So anything today or just... Um, what am I... Coll- am I collecting anything today? Let me think about that. Intentionally. Like, I technically collect dirty laundry, but... <laughs> I'm sure that goes over real well in the apartment. Um, (sighs) No, I'm not collecting anything at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, One actor or actress you could make gone. Who and why? Oh. From the face of this earth. Completely. Yeah. Not not violently, necessarily, unless Mm. you feel like... A lot of people have responded negative... Well, I'll tell you afterwards, but a lot of people have responded negatively to a certain actor. Some of them would just want him gone. Some of them want him, like, to die violently. Interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to hear who this is. You'll probably um, get it. Okay. Yeah. I would say Russell Crowe, but the gladiator is his <laughs> Because redemption. of Les Mis. No, I, I, I have I have heartstrings, man, for Les Mis. Heartstrings. In, in fact, Les Miserables was the musical that brought me to New York. Oh, wow. I was 15. So to see him in it kind of stinking it up. It just stung me bad. I was Ow. 15, saw it with my mom and my, my like, freshman high school class because it was a field trip. Yeah. Like, go see Broadway and go see, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Whatever. Of course, yeah. And <laughs> I, I was in a musical theater since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and I just looked at my mom in the middle of the show, and I said, Mom, I'm going to live here one day. Nice. And she's like, okay, we'll talk about it when you're older. And I said, no, I'm dead no, We're serious. talking about it right now in the middle gonna of the show. I'm going to live here one day, and I was <laughs> crying because I felt the feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then turned around, and here I am. It's random. But yeah, and Russell Crowe is so, kind of like pooping on your dream a little bit. He's shitting on one of the best musicals of all time, Russell Crowe. What the hell, dude? So like, do you no. think that warrants voice lessons? So what do you think? I mean, on one um, hand you have Gladiator, which was good. On the other I hand, mean, you have him ruining like a childhood dream. There are so many really terrible. Oh yeah. Actors and actresses. Yeah. Out it's there. it's just a it's a myriad. Just pick one from the tree of shit. <laughs> okay, my 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 current one from the tree of shit will be uh, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> it's almost too easy, but she went yeah, to hell in a handbasket. She's which she's, is so sad. How cute was she in Freaky Friday? She's kind of doing it to herself. Come on. Like she's already kind of taken herself off the planet. I know, but, but how cute was she in Freaky Friday? She was adorable. There's that there's that picture that's going around oh, of gosh. like what substances do to the human body, and it's like cocaine, and it shows her back then, and it shows her today, where she has oh, like no. Jack Nicholson's eyebrows, and like <laughs> and like. It's Hitchcock's, an evil person yeah, no, she looks with awful. Photoshop. But oh, then, man. no, no, it wasn't Photoshop. Oh, it was real. Like, yes, that's the horrible <laughs> thing. It was saying like, this is what she looks like then. She did cocaine. This is what he looks like now. Oh. Then they have like Earl Grey, and they have the '90s Patrick Stewart, 2012 Patrick Stewart, and he looks like Patrick Stewart. He doesn't move. Yeah, 
It's like they injected some. But that's because he doesn't do face. cocaine. I know. But no, she looks like. like oh, she aged real bad. Ooh, she and aged real fast and real hard. That's but she lives fast and hard. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, and she's killing herself. It's so sad. And it's it's, it's so a bummer. Sad. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is we've reached the end of the the regular questions. Now, let's digress. Okay. Okay. some afternoon cartoons from your childhood that you used to watch? Ooh. Okay. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. You are the fourth in a series of people to bring that up. Oh, so good. That Oh, no, it was great. So now I have to ask you, this has become like a thing. Um, did you find Gadget overly sexualized? No. Okay. It's a cartoon. Come on. It's a cartoon. Totally but fine. they're anthropomorphized. They're supposed to be people. I mean, yeah. And Chip and Dale are constantly fighting over her and flirting with her. And she's wearing like that kind of tighter thing. She has yeah. eyeshadow on. She did have eyeshadow on. That is very true. So yeah, I mean basically I had three I had two guys and they both brought this up and I said, Okay, do you think she was over sexualized? One of them said, uh, absolutely not. She could have been more sexualized. <laughs> And the other one was like, that's why I watched the show, because of uh, her. Oh, wow. And then, okay. actually, Brooke, I said, do you think she was over-sexualized? She said, no. She saw her more as, like, she was the capable one. She was the mechanic. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. the pilot who'd go insane if you showed him cheese. You had a fly who couldn't even speak. Then you had her, who was the mechanic. She was making the things work, you know? That's true. So yeah. that was her perspective on it. I would agree with her. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, anything else that's up there, although that's... Oh, God, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Snorks. Snorks, yeah. Uh, the Smurfs, of course. Of course, yeah. Which is basically like Snorks above ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without Epic. the weird penises on their heads. Yeah, the penis scuba, snorky thing. Snorky. Aki, Aki was my favorite character. Aki, the, the dog octopus. octopus the yes. dogtopus. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty badass. That was fun. Um, what other cartoons? God, I watch a little bit of everything. Definitely. He-Man. Of course. Were you um, into She-Ra also or just He-Man? Oh, I like She-Ra too, and I love Thundercats. Thundercats And is awesome. um, Jem. Gem, I remember watching that in the evenings on Truly USA, outrageous. waiting for it to be over, because oh, man. I, I'm not I'm I'm not a chick. My sister loved it. What about I, Transformers? I also watched Transformers. I did watch Transformers, but I never had that madness that people had. Mm. But yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah this is that thing. Yeah, Chip oh. and Dale's Rescue Ranger seems to be the unifying theme thus far. And I watched. Yes, it does. It does. I, I watched a lot of pretty much every episode ever made of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. And Ghostbusters, because of my little brother. Absolutely. Those yes. are both really good. So wait, so you were you were watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when it changed into the weird stuff, where they had like Yusagi Yojimbo, mm-hmm. and the, the what was the, di- not the dinosaurs, the, oh, were weren't they? there like other, it, was, it wasn't turtles, it was like. They're like that weird hybrid creature thing. Yeah. Yeah, we saw some of those episodes. When, like, and they basically started making episodes for the action figures. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Scumbug and, uh... That went terribly wrong. Oh, Christ, yes. Uh, it, was, it was very sad. God damn it. There were... S- I had so many of those fucking toys. Oh, you collected them, too? Oh, My brother God, had, yes. like, every single one of them. So many choking hazards. Oh, God. You just, you just don't make toys nowadays that can kill a kid. Like, they came with, like, Raphael had the sigh that was this big. <laughs> yeah. That it's like, oh, um, ah, like, immediately, like, kid would just open that and swallow it and die. And they all had, like, pizza. That was a great show. It was. It was. The car- did you ever read the uh, comic? No. Dark. I enjoyed it's- the first film. 
The first film was actually pretty solid. They spiraled down pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turtles in Time never had to happen. Secret of the Ooze. Ah, Shredder. Um, (laughs) um, Do you have any crazy or creepy homeless encounters? Yes, actually, I do. I I have a, you know, living in the city for a long time. You -hmm. you definitely have a few of... Yeah. I think the worst one I ever had was I was... I had strep throat. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and I had to go to work this particular day in question, so I was pissed the fuck off about that. Of course. So, this was when we were in undergrad, actually. Okay. And I, I'm riding the train, and I have, like, orange juice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to kill this, the pain. Yes. And this homeless woman comes on the train. She was mad as shad, completely mental, mm-hmm. you know, out of her gourd, and she starts dancing in front of me. This was like 7.30 in the morning. Dancing in front of me, dancing, dancing, dancing. I could tell she was cracked out of her mind. Like dancing for money or just, hey, now I'm dancing? Hey, now I'm dancing. And she was about maybe less than a foot away from my body. And I was sitting on the train. Nice. So she's dancing, dancing, dancing. Thankfully, it was not (laughs) sexually suggested dancing because that would be a little odd. Yeah. Good morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's a funny story about that, too, on the train. (laughs) But so she's dancing, dancing, dancing. And all, all of a sudden, she's like, give me a juice. Give me a juice. And I'm like... Wait, wait, what? What? Give me a juice! Give me a juice right now, crazy bitch! Give me a juice! Give me a motherfucking juice! Right? Nice. I'm like, um, I can't give you my juice. She's like, give it to me, I'm gonna kill you! Right? And I'm like, um, can't give you my juice. And she goes, I said, give me a goddamn juice, motherfucker! Motherfucking white bitch! Give me a motherfucking juice! I'm like, here, just take the goddamn juice, right? So I give her my juice. And I'm like, but you need to know something. And she goes, what do I need to know? I said, I have strep throat. And she guzzled it down before she said, what do I need to know? I'm like, good luck with that. Enjoy the strep throat. I did throat. try and save you from the, the strep throat, but ah, j- j- uh, anyway. That's... That is one of my craziest homeless stories. Yeah. Yes. And then there was a girl on the, on the, the this is not a homeless story, but it's funny. Uh-huh. It goes to the gyrating dance thing on the train. Uh, pack train. Always, yeah. Pack solid in the morning again. I got my cans on, so I'm mm-hmm. just tuning out the world, holding on to the top bar, which nice. is hard. I mean, it's hard for you. Hard for for me, it's challenge. like eye level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like clinging so I'm like on to it. stretching, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling the stretch in my in my pit, right? <laughs> stretching, stretching, stretching up. I'm like locked in, uh-huh. and I'm sandwiched. And then all of a sudden, this girl gets on the train and gets right up against me, and she is getting into whatever she's listening to oh, on her, nice. on her uh, so just iPod, and she just starts twizzling, and she starts like... <laughs> gyrating but the thing is i mean normally hey you know feel the love feel that dance yeah, man, feel yeah. the dance but she's like feeling the dance up against my ass and i'm like this is a little awkward yeah definitely awkward how many more stops do i have okay i'm on the you know it's one of them but the subway funny. is no place for improper sexual contact <laughs> I'm like, girl yeah. you know shoot anyway wow. yeah that's that's, that's always a moment good there's a moment to treasure. missed connection did you check like a missed connection thing later that day and it's like you oh stretching your arm i ground on you your ass was a cushion yeah, exactly Isn't thank you lady? you started my day off oh my god uh duodenum or duodenum do a what i think it's just a preference a uh, duodenum or duodenum the the piece of your intestine mm. how about duodenum sure works for me okay uh, what is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Who would you want with you and why? Oh. And this has to be a real person, not okay. a... Yeah. Okay. Definitely Carolyn, because she has 
fire and fight in her that I've never seen in another human being, super tough and strong. And she would not be afraid to use her hands Mm -hmm. or any sharp objects she could get in in contact with to jab, stab, make something bleed, etc. And she'd fight for my life. So, yeah, definitely she'd be on my team. Awesome. Yeah, straight up. I'm also pretty good with tools and, you know, pneumatic staple guns, but that would be hard to pull. Eventually, yeah. I think I would just, like, collect a bunch of knives and throw them in a backpack and... I'd want a gun and some semi-automatic weapons. Excellent. And just like... My thinking cap and also like a mask. So you don't get any spray back. I don't don't want any gunk on my face. Oh, God, no. Gross. Yeah. Okay. And And I don't want it in my mouth either. Fight your way out. Yeah. All right, cool. God gave me legs to kick, man. I kicked my way out. I support that. (laughs) (laughs) I got some fists. I can throw a punch. All right. That works for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And so finally here, um, tell me a joke. Ooh. Okay. Where do bees pee? Where? At the BP station. <laughs> <laughs> Worst joke ever. That's so stupid. Yes, That's awesome. I know. <laughs> Epic. That's you had it ready. That's my favorite. Some people <laughs> sit and kind of ruminate. You're just like, got it right here. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Okay, so that was all. That was all just discussion stuff. Now, I, Amy, I enjoyed that part. Let's was, get specific. All right. Let's get specific. What got you into the music industry? It's an interesting story, buddy. So, all right, I've been involved in music in some capacity ever since I was little. I sang my entire life. Mm-hmm. I did musicals. I was just, I was ironically a really, really, really shy kid. Mm-hmm. Like, shy to the point where I didn't have a lot of friends, and I would just play outside. And my favorite things literally were like biology mm-hmm. and singing. So I had a fungus collection when I was little, and nice. I would study it under my microscope, and then I'd go in and I'd sing along to the radio. Wow. My favorite artists when I was a kid, no joke, were Prince, Anita Baker, Sade. So right around the time you were a kid, is that when Diamonds and Pearls was on the radio? No, man, I'm older than that. You're, you're, like, you're like 33, 34? I'm 35. Okay, yeah. well, I'm 31. So I, what was on the radio around then, Prince-wise? Oh, oh, gosh, all of his old stuff was played all the time. Like, oh. Little Red Corvette was still on the circuit. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, all of that, like awesome stuff yeah. but um yeah so you know i've been i've been singing and and then when when i was in middle school into high school i, I got into musical theater and that mm-hmm. kind of got me to you know get out of my shell a little bit absolutely yeah. and i fell in love with musicals and then after that you know I, I would do them and do them and do them and do them and i was like this is actually pretty cool mm-hmm. you know yeah. i enjoy the geekery i was also a band nerd and a theater geek and nice. speech and debate geek also speech so and debate that's that's what got me into the acting thing hardcore is yeah, the speech man. and debate yeah. they all tie together absolutely you know? yeah so there's, there's that feeling of like we're kind of better than you what <laughs> i don't know like you know i just enjoyed being with like my like-minded the camaraderie friends. of it yeah, 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 yeah. it's awesome um and i finally felt like i belonged in, into certain things yeah. where I felt like I was kind of on the periphery before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, 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 I auditioned for a program here in New York city, mm-hmm. uh, which is a musical theater school cool. called AMDA. And I got in and it's a two year program. So I did the program mm-hmm. and then got out and I did a bunch of little random theatrical projects and yep. decided to finish my undergrad degree, which I had originally started 
in classical voice back home. Okay. Um, so that's why we were in the know. same grade, and that's why you yeah, were old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because gotcha. I actually was I a transfer we into age. Fordham. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so I was a little okay. bit older than you guys were. But gotcha. But you're so tiny. <laughs> Everybody was like, who's this high schooler? I, I'm a pocket ing. Yeah. Hey, they're in your back pocket. She, she could tell bad jokes all day long. Yeah. Tell her the BP joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, oh, God, it's so terrible. So terrible. I'm cheesy as hell, too. But um, pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, so um, ended up at Fordham. Mm-hmm. And then after Fordham, I was like, okay, do I still want to do theater as a profession? Yeah. Because I had done some stuff. I had some stuff under my belt, but I, I didn't feel like it was organically the way I was supposed to yeah. like, do, have a career. I, yeah. I felt like... And it's so easy to say that, but to like actually, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go into musical theater. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Like, I had done the auditions. I saw how hard it was. Yeah. Fell on my ass a few times. You know, I was being realistic with myself. And I was Excellent. Like, That's okay, the most you know important what? thing. Yeah. yeah, of course. And I still love going to musicals and stuff. But yeah. you know what? I don't miss all of the crazy that goes with it. Yeah. Right? Um, I'll be PC about that. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, you they, don't have to be. The actor's you know bullshit. I mean. No, They're dude. They're crazy. They're, okay. It's crazy it's, and mental. Everybody's crazy and mental. Like, my, oh, my, um, my kind of image of, of actors in general is that, at least on like film stuff, is like mm. the actors are very pretty horses. They're show horses. <laughs> so they get brought to set. They get put in their pen. They get pet yeah. on the nose. You want some sugar? Here's some carrots. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, they get a PA to lead them on out in front of the camera. Do, do your little thing. dressage. Exactly. And the, you did so good. Pet your nose. Put you back and in there. Mean, and then you get a check letter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't yeah. want that life for myself. Yeah. I didn't. And theater's know. even more insane because you have, oh. like... There's a sickness in people that want to be actors. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost like stand-up comedians. Is like their job is to want to get up on stage in front of complete strangers, and if these complete strangers don't laugh at what they're saying, they feel like they've failed. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a dis, like that's a mental problem. Mm-hmm. And actors, it's basically look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. If I sing, will you look at me? What if I dance and sing? Will you look at me? And it's like. <laughs> it's like- Come on, you're right there. Yeah, but Just it's chill. so yeah. No, there's you don't have to be PC about that. I believe that all actors, all like real actors who are actors, mm-hmm. have a problem, and it's just a problem that we like watching. You yeah. know, it's like man, look at this guy go crazy in this movie. On occasion, it's really really awesome to see certain actors get interviewed mm-hmm. that seem really grounded. Yes, there are a few, and that is fantastic when that happens. Yeah, right? yeah. Like when when we graduated school. Um, I ended up, I was always fascin- fascinated with e-commerce, and I ended up working at IAC Interactive Corp., okay. which is a big, giant e-commerce conglomerate. Okay. And they, they own, like, Hotels.com, Expedia, oh, wow. um, okay. Match.com. So yep. the bubble didn't burst for them. They're no, still going they're still, strong. still going strong. In fact, if you are driving downtown... Um, Right on the water, right mm-hmm. on the Hudson. Okay. You'll see this building, and it's glass, and it looks like sails, kind of like sails of a ship. Yeah. Um, I think Frank Geary designed it, but that's that's the IAC Interactive Corp headquarters now. Where is that on the Hudson? It's literally that's... like on 20, it's in the 20s, in the early 20s. Okay. Maybe 22nd or 20. I know I've seen it because like, I'm auditioning around there all the time. But yeah. that's 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 where I see it. Wow, so you, is now. they're doing okay. They're doing great. In gotcha. fact, um, Barry Diller is 
the founding father of IAC Interactive Corp. Mm-hmm. He's married to Diane von Furstenberg, the designer. And Based on also, that name, I assume she has some money behind her. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. DVF Enterprises. Oh, she, wow. Um, okay. She's on the board also. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've been, he's been doing an amazing job with, and his entire staff is great. But when I worked there, um, we were based in Midtown and I worked as part of the strategic planning team mm-hmm. and that was cool. So I started learning more about digital okay. through that gig, um, and, and, and finding out, you know, who should be acquired versus who shouldn't be okay. based off of, um, the different tests we'd run. And I got to run some of them, which is kind of fun. Tests so, as in like, like, um, we just gather gather folks and do a bunch of consumer research and oh, like okay, so yeah. like a uh, focus like, yeah panels and focus okay. groups and things like that yeah so that was that was pretty awesome mm-hmm. and I learned a ton from that gig and then from there I saw I was just surfing the internet one day no joke and I had always been obsessed with music yeah. through this entire period of time I saw that Sony was hiring in their music publishing division. And I'm like, well, let me let me apply and just see if anything happens. Yeah, so who knows? I did that, went on vacation, and then when I was on vacation, I had a voicemail saying, "Hey, can you um, come in for an interview?" I'm like, "What? Wow. Awesome!" Okay. And so I ended up going in, getting hired the same exact day. Wow! Wow! And Way then, to go! That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And then I ended up. That's that was my very first start into the music industry. Sony ATV Music Publishing. I worked in finance. I was part of the finance team there. Okay. Yeah. So, so wait, when was that? That geeky was geeky numbers. That was right after graduation. So two thousand four or five. Actually, no, that was like two thousand five towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Then I was there for a few years, and then um, after that, I ended up getting recruited to EMI. Mm-hmm. By by someone that I met at Sony ATV, okay. who I had great respect for, we became friends. Nice. And she ended up going to EMI to lead um, the business development team for digital. Okay. And she's like, "Hey, Amy, you know, I, I know that you're kind of bored in finance. What do you think, you know, about coming over? Like, if I can pull people over once I get started, I'm going to be leading their their digital ni- initiatives for BizDev." I said, "Oh my God, I would love to do that. That would be amazing." Thank you. And she's like, okay, just hang, hang tight. And she did end up pulling me over. Nice. So I worked in business development with a bunch of digital partners doing deals with like... So when you say digital, do you mean like with digital downloads or like with like website integration? Or? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Um, so the way the business development team would work there mm-hmm. and the way business development works in the music industry mm-hmm. is there are business development teams and what they do is they take our catalog of content that's digitized. All okay. Right? And they end up that doing... That you can buy on iTunes or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Or like in mobile mm-hmm. and through various other partners. Um, they end up taking our whole catalog, whole roster. Wow. Right? Like... Of that's, digital catalog. Okay. That's that like is thousands like, and that's thousands like of artists. what we license out. Okay. Okay. So thousands of artists. Okay. And they say, okay, we have this. And the digital partners like Microsoft or iTunes okay. or Amazon might say, well, we want your content, you know, how do we get it? Okay. And then the label says, all right, pay us in advance and we will give you the content to monetize for a certain amount of time, be it 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. Okay. And then that's how those relationships are made. Okay. So literally the deal's negotiated. 
it's you know hands are sh- shaken mm-hmm. and then it goes through the approvals process contracts drafted and then that's how a partner like Amazon or iTunes would get our content to be able to get give it to you guys that are paying for music legally <laughs> I do Busted. pay for music legally <laughs> I go to mm-hmm. concerts. I buy merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one of my favorite Thank albums this year. Thank you for buying merchandise uh, for, uh, across the board, man. That's awesome. I I still balk at paying $40 for a t-shirt. That's but tough. I do understand that that's where artists make money. And mm-hmm. I understand that they make money from buying tickets. They yep. don't make as much money from selling a CD. You are so correct. You are so, so correct. So that's why when I download something, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm really taking money from them, you know, because it's like, okay, I didn't buy your album, but I'll see you in concert. Yeah. However, I did, I bought St. Vincent and David Byrne's album. Brilliant. It's amazing. Love this giant. That's cool. Love the album. It's amazing. I to listen to that. Bought the album. We saw them in concert. Front goddamn row, right in front of David Byrne. Amazing show. Bought a t-shirt. Cool. So technically, see, the album was like 10, 15 bucks. Shirt was probably twenty five, thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Ticket was about forty, fifty bucks. That adds up. Yeah. So you yeah, know, I'll go with you on that. Yeah, that's cool. And again, the way it works is like <coughs> the worst thing for me personally. Like you remember back in the day when you'd buy an album for a song, like uh, Harvey Danger. You, you know that the paranoia song. You'd buy that and you'd yeah. listen to it and be like, oh, I love this song. And the rest of the album's like, I don't like anything else on this album. I just gave blockbuster music $20 cuz that's how much CDs were. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm going to listen to this song, maybe I'll make a mixtape. This is yeah. before CD burning happened. Mm-hmm. So when the CD burning happened, it was like I still have to buy the album to rip the one track and then make a burnt album. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it, we were all in college when Napster appeared. We were. And it was like, wait a minute. So you're saying if I just type in the name of an artist and click on this twice, I wait like an hour and and, and that I have the song? <laughs> okay. And that was when they were going that was before they were legal. That was before Lars was like, yeah. Okay guys. And so this mm-hmm. is the whole thing. And again, maybe this is just paranoia, you can probably set me straight because you're actually on the other side of this. It was my understanding that the Metallica album Load which is, I believe, their first one after the Black Album. It was one of the most anticipated albums of all times. Mm -hmm. It leaked onto Napster before the album was out for purchase. Yeah. So people downloaded it. They were rabid for the new Metallica. They heard it. It was not a good album. People didn't like it. The first thing they did, they told other Metallica fans. They told other people, other people, other people, Mm -hmm. so that when the album was like, ladies and gentlemen, the new Metallica, oh, I already heard it. I didn't really think it was that good. It really hurt Metallica's sales. It absolutely did. So Lars goes, hey, this is wrong. This is a bad thing that you're doing. Not because he felt that it was morally wrong. I felt it's like, oh shit, this album really wasn't as good as the Black Album. We have to put a stop to this. And so I felt that, I agree, it is not right to steal from artists. But to get behind that because you made a bad album and you want people not to see that... It's not justified, but I feel like it's not really... It's, again, like, the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I want you to stop stealing my music because I made really bad music and I don't want people to know that I made really bad music. (laughs) That's what it kind of felt like. So that's that's when it you know then it became legit and mm-hmm. you know when I have turned to to torrents but so so going going off of this, um, 
And you you mentioned before that the music industry is not dying. Now, no. I, I listen, I'm, I'm a huge follower of Trent Bresner, who's been saying the music industry has been dying for decades. And at the same time, he's been saying that music industry is still around. And I believe that, I believe that I will always be able to walk into a store and purchase a CD. I honestly do believe that. But I have less I have less need to do that. I mean, I like a physical copy. You well, know, I'll even buy a vinyl because I love the artwork. And there's mm-hmm. a ritual to it. I listen to an entire album. I don't usually go to iTunes, buy one song off an album. So what is the new model? I mean, like, can mm-hmm. the music industry survive on, don't worry, there's always going to be kids who are purchasing albums on iTunes. There's always going to be people buying CDs. Like, how are they finding a way to survive in in the world of torrents, where well, right now I could download an entire artist discography in, in five minutes. That's a good question. And it's right now access over ownership. And I'm going to explain what I mean in a second sure. on that. But the first piece I want to talk about real quick is, you know, you just brought up that you would always go into a store and buy a CD or a piece of vinyl that fascinates you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. But what's what's really sad about that is while while you still have, you know, like certain stores that have physical representation. Mm-hmm. Best they, Buy. For they instance. got outlets. They're 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 there. They're they're in the present. You can literally walk in their store mm-hmm. and buy what you want. Those are few and far between these days. Sure. They're closing down a ton of record stores. HMV's gone. Oh my Virgin's god, Tower has been gone Tower. for a long time. I miss. Okay, that's the thing. I, miss I loved Tower. Tower. So bad. I loved Virgin. They had yeah. that 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 entire floor of like import CDs. Mm. I would buy a twenty dollars so CD single with three tracks on it. With one track I'd never heard. I would pay twenty dollars for a five minute song. It might not may not even be that good, but I would have done it. And you could sit there or stand there and listen to whatever yes. you wanted. Yes, awesome. And, and it was a virgin? ritual. It was an it was an experience. Which virgin are you talking about? Uh, name it. I mean, I went the to the one on Forty Second. I used, and then when they got rid of that one, I went to the one on Fourteenth Street. Well, the one on Forty Second was awesome as hell because there was a movie theater down there too. Yes, exactly. Five buck movies, epic. Yeah, but oh god, when they were going, that's mm. one thing. When they were going out of business and were like, we're selling every DVD for five dollars. I may there. have spent, I may have spent upwards of a hundred dollars just being like, am I ever going to watch this? Maybe not. Take it. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's great. Absolutely. That's hey, great. they made money off it. Hey, yeah. but yeah. So okay. So but the get so, rid of everything. So, so now you don't have music stores. You have media stores. Yes. Yeah, so like you, Best you're Buy looking more towards the digital stores. But what's fascinating with say Amazon mm-hmm. is they sell both physical and digital. Yes, they do. So you can go to Amazon's you know music store mm-hmm. and buy full album downloads. Yeah. Or, you know, you get your single tracks or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. And now they also just announced the launch of their new program, which lets, which pretty much pulls from your entire library mm-hmm. and makes legit copies of your legit music in there. So that's cool. How, I'm and sorry, can, so as in... You can put it in, your, in the cloud. So if you have Amazon Cloud... You can yes. use it as cloud storage for your entire library, which is a good thing for them. They didn't have it. iTunes has done it for yes. a while, so they're they're trying to compete, right? Yeah. But what Amazon has over iTunes is definitely the fact that you can buy physical goods. Yeah. And it's a one because a digital shop. booklet will never be as good as right. reading the lyrics exactly. while you're listening, flipping through it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. again we were raised with cassettes. Mm-hmm. You know, where like you'd open that up and unfold that like twenty five fold 
thing and squint along with the lyrics, you yeah. know, and rewind that, play that again. Is that what he's saying? Oh, yeah, that's great. But it's, yeah, it's still, you know. It's still challenging, but, um, I mean, so access over ownership, I'd say. Yeah. The music industry is always trying to find ways to monetize artists' music. Sure. And it's getting more and more challenging because folks might not have as much money to spend these days due to the recession. Mm-hmm. And also just due to feeling that they they should get something for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an interesting one. So, which leads me to explain what access is. Mm-hmm. So, Napster started access. Yes. All right. Literally saying, hey guys, check out Napster.com. It's badass. You can go in there and you can find music that you've always wanted but might not have had the money to get mm-hmm. all, all at once. Yeah. At your fingertips. Type I mean, in the name of a band. Think of a band. Smorgasbord. Yeah. Exactly, right? And then Napster did deals with the four majors at the time mm-hmm. and legalized their service. Yes. And changed the face of access. That Was that technically the first digital the first distributor streaming service okay was yeah. it streaming or was it was it purchase purchasing okay. and streaming so you could do downloads and you could stream so i didn't know it was streaming i thought it was just downloads no okay. I, they added in streaming a while down the pipeline okay um and then napster no longer exists really mm. yeah and then you have you know rhapsody rhapsody climbed remember them vaguely yeah yeah yeah. and and rhapsody um is a streaming service okay they also offer downloads but the majority of their their user base streams okay and you know you pay pay like a one-time monthly service fee yes and then you have access to whatever you want and their catalog's pretty extensive okay and you've got you know e-music I remember them. Actually, They Might Be Giants was the first band to ever put out an album only on eMusic. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For sure. eMusic was fascinating because it was a download, like a tiered service for for downloads. Yeah. Digitally. Yeah. So you you pay for the certain tier of service that you want. Mm -hmm. And you could have access to as many downloads as you want in a one-month time frame. Okay. Um, That is still pretty much how the model is. And they were the number one spot for indie music and they had a lot of yeah. albums that nobody else had through through indie labels so how did that work how did they get now stuff that didn't people didn't have like beatles albums or like well the beatles the beatles is a whole they other haven't. can of worms yeah they're mm, all right yeah the beatles is on itunes just but didn't that just happen yeah 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 and that was a big win for us that okay. literally was was an emi thing mm-hmm. and oh wow so you were there a when sony that atv yep nice sony ATV music publishing thing and it was also, Michael Jackson's family coming into it, and they had yeah. a lot of things that they needed to hash out legally to make sure that everybody was on the same page and that they were doing what was right for the catalog. Of course. Michael Jackson owned a certain percentage of the Beatles catalog. The Beatles, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, there were a lot of pieces that had to legally come together before that was sorted, mm-hmm. but when it was sorted, it was an amazing win for everybody. Absolutely. Beatles like fans, Beatles people that only I mean, have like crusty old vinyls. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good thing to see. And they're also, um, through a partnership with iTunes and TouchTunes, they're also available on TouchTunes jukeboxes. Okay. So you oh, go to... Oh, wow. You can go to any bar anywhere and listen to anything by the Beatles ever. Pretty much, because TouchTunes cool. is an amazing digital jukebox company. Yeah. They work their tails off to get their jukeboxes in all, as many bars 
as possible across the U.S. The first time I saw that. So cool. That was like one of those moments like, we're in the future. Mm -hmm. Like every once in a while, it's like, I think somebody posted on Twitter once, like, I'm looking at pictures of a robot we put on Mars on my handheld computer. It's the future. And when I walked into a bar and it's like, you're not hearing Bob Marley or no. Billy Joel. And it's like, is, is is this squirrel nut zippers? Yeah. And then it's like, you walk over there, it's just a screen. And it's and like... You can, it's touch screen. Anything. Yeah. Like, well, that's one of those moments. Well, yeah. what's even better about that, too, is their new inception, because they're always changing and evolving and mm-hmm. strategizing them. What consumers really want to see in a digital jukebox they had their original digital jukebox look like an old jukebox, yeah. but it was all touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Their new one is a big square, big like a iPod. big like rectangle, okay. and it glows, and the glow, the glowing light changes going all around it. Nice. But the new, there are two, maybe more editions, but the two, my my two favorite new editions uh-huh. are there's a photo booth element to it. So there's a built-in camera. Okay. And you can you can take pictures with your friends at the bar. For like a buck or a buck fifty or something. How does that tie in with the music, or is it just like kind of a it's Swiss Army con- knife of like? It's like and a Swiss it takes Army your picture. knife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then another edition is karaoke. That is money. That's so money in the fucking bank. Yeah, because it's a built-in screen. Yeah, yeah it's a built-in screen. The so words are right yeah. there. The screen is big, so everybody yeah. can see the words. And I played with it. Yeah. I actually um, used to work with TouchTunes. It was one of my accounts when I was working at EMI. Yeah. And I got to play with one of the new screens, and I got to tell you, it was the coolest thing. See, that, Yeah. That when I hear that, it's like, okay, that's the music industry with mm-hmm. their finger on the fucking pulse. Yeah. Like, people, w- people will always go to bars. Yeah. People will always listen to music. But that's part of a digital product. That okay. See, that makes so, sense. That feels fresh. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the digital products that the music industry is really pushing the digital asset, which would be the artist catalog, yeah. on would be like you know your digital downloads, mm-hmm. your video downloads, mm-hmm. audio streams, video streams, ad-supported audio streaming and video streaming, ring tones, ring back tones, yeah, cloud service. A bunch of other like there's so many of them. Yeah, to and be as able much to as like like I myself, I don't think any of those really apply to me because it's like if I want to see a video, I'll go to YouTube or or Vimeo, and you know I'll watch that 15 second ad, whatever. But I get to see a nice you know HD video. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't do the ring back. I don't do the ring back tone. I don't do the ring tone. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think that's a dying business personally. But, but the thing is, it's not. It's still because exists. you're always gonna have like these fucking like. <laughs> mid-teens, like, you know, oh my god, I love T-Pain. You're gonna hear T-Pain anytime my phone <laughs> rings. No, 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 don't answer it. I love this part. Oh god, I love when or he makes Bieber, that robot voice. Justin Bieber. Huge following. Taylor Swift. So these. that is yeah. why I believe that these things will never go out. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, the 14-year-old who gets her new iPhone and downloads 25 ringtones, that's 25 bucks. <laughs> when those get old next month, yep. that's another 25 bucks. It still bucks. exists, but it's definitely seen a pretty healthy decline over time. So does MySpace. You know, it oh, definitely man. exists, but it's still uh, somehow making money, painful. I think. It's painful. painful memories, yeah. Yes. So, but, you know, they try. Yeah. But, um, exactly. They one do of, try. One of the main um, groups that I work with is Vivo. Okay. Vivo, yes. Okay, so what exactly... I know that if I go to, like... If I go to uh, Garbages, for instance, their official website, mm-hmm. their official website uh, for videos, it's YouTube, but it's like it has the Vivo logo around it. Right. So that is like official music videos, or like what exactly? Those is are official Vivo? music videos. Okay. And um, Vivo and YouTube 
have connectivity mm-hmm. to allow for artists to have artist channels Excellent. through YouTube, but tied into Vivo, so so that premium content can be available to you know consumers everywhere. Premium so, content, as yeah. in like I could pay for a specific thing, or so, um, no premium like, content difference? meaning I, guess, yeah. I should use official content from the music label. Okay, as a better so, term to use. So, so a higher quality of, video, you'll get the whole video. Yeah, you won't yeah, get that yeah. little watermark at the bottom. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Higher and, um, quality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to vivo.com and you're watching your videos through there, mm-hmm. you'll see, you know, on the front face of their of their web page, you'll see, you know, seamless just pieces almost look like big banners uh-huh. with a- an announcements of what the video is and you'll see a picture of the artist and it's literally one on top of the other that's what they call their carousel and what's cool about that is that's what um, all of the premieres f- for the week are Okay. so you can see like top of the line premieres for um, all the major labels that's right another there. thing I miss, I miss cool. music videos I miss you know? music videos too I'm actually really honored to get to, to work with them mm-hmm. and to get to see you know on my side of the fence like Videos, you know, when they're coming up, because it's yeah. God, man, do you remember like when MTV first TRL when it's like at two o'clock today Uh, we're gonna premiere the new yeah that was right around college where we'd actually gather around the TV to Mm -hmm. watch new videos Mm -hmm. yeah but now it's like you get a tweet new video up click link and then it's like oh okay I guess I'll watch it on my computer yeah Vivo is trying to bridge that gap they've been pretty great about. you know, announcing premieres, highlighting premieres on their site. Excellent. Really, you know, helping the majors get proper promotion around each premiere. Yeah. So they are, they're the music guys. videos they're, still have big oh budgets. God, yeah, absolutely. Just, but it's just, it's hard to find it because no one's find it. watching MTV. And, and then videos YouTube search is kind of challenging too. So yeah. they're working through that as well. There's, there's all sorts of issues around that. Yeah. But um, what's good is I think that, you know, the artists today might not I mean, you know, times change everyone. The artists today are really understanding more and more that the importance of music videos and getting their face yeah. out there is aside from just the awesome song that they might have wrote and but put on the radio. But you'll never hear because so, it doesn't have a video component. Yeah, and because they're not playing it on the radio. Right, and to properly make money, it's a marriage of a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's getting radio play. It and radio meaning, you know, your typical radio channels, you we're talking your terrestrial radio, we're talking like XM Radio, yeah. Clear Channels, iHeart Radio app, which is awesome, Pandora Radio, like Pandora, yeah. all of it. Okay, and then also, and the, the, there's deals in place for the majority of those. Okay, um, but also not Pandora. Pandora operates differently. Okay, but um, you know they they're they're doing great things for the music industry though. They really are amazing. Um, but also then you take so you take radio, you take you know potential purchasing of downloads mm-hmm. you take audio streaming you take video streaming you take potentially being able to buy video downloads you take touring you take the tour money marketing um merch purchasing oh, yeah. and then now now you're talking business now you're saying okay cool like so said artists can can be viable i mean there's a bunch more to it but yeah you know, just as like a, like a vague overview i think those are like the key components that have to come together and just like you have to blast it out all at once to yeah. really, really make some cash, you know, and help the artist make money too. Yeah, and stuff. Because it's the hard these thing. days for to keep an artist going. Yeah, is, is is hard. It's hard for them. It's it's hard for labels that they're signed to. Yeah, and you for know, if, for fans of their entire thing, mm. like this is something I always bring up where it's like some artists today 
you know, they look at iTunes and it's yeah. like they put out an album with 12 tracks yep. and three of their tracks are getting crazy downloads. No one's even listening to the other nine tracks. And it's like, then why are we going to make an album with 12 good songs? Yeah. Why don't we just make three hits, put them up front and, and say, okay, if you're going to get the rest of the album. And then it's and then it becomes a cycle. Fans only buy mm-hmm. the three good ones. They only make three good ones. And then it's like five years down the road, they get a best of album, which is the same shit that have been, that's been yeah, piling up. Yeah, it's like constant up. spewing. Now there's, there's a different model that I think Radiohead did it first, and then like Trent Reznor adapted it, and I think some other bands have gone with it, where it's like... I mean, I'll stick with Nine Inch Nails because I know them, you know, better than others. Where all of a sudden, Trent Reznor, who had no label at the time, says uh, it was like midnight, May fifth, two thousand eight, or something like that. And he says, "Here's my new album. Yep, it's free. Download it. You can download it in FLAC, MP3, however you mm-hmm. want it. Thanks for being my thanks for being my fans. Yeah. And what happened? And like that was that's probably not the best for business. But what he did later with the um, the Ghosts album, I don't know if you've heard about that at all. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was four discs, nine, no, nine, yeah, nine tracks each of like just all instrumental music, not the most marketable stuff at all. Like all instrumental. That's it. And the way he did it was, he said, okay, the first disc is free, nine tracks, download it, see what see what you think. Then he said, or for $10, you can get the entire album, 36 tracks, brand new instrumental music for $10 in FLAC or MP3 or lossless or like any format awesome. you can think of, yeah. digital booklet. Or for $15, you get the download right now, and then when we print the CDs, you get it, full color booklet, you know, four discs, beautiful. Or for $75, you get a coffee table book. Where one folder is um, the four discs. There's one disc on Blu-ray, the highest quality audio that we have. Listen to it in 5.1, 7.1, whatever. Mm. Another disc of all the multi-tracks. So, like, if you want to remix this album, it is up to you. Wow. And then the other portion was a coffee table book with beautiful photographs that went along with each of the tracks for 75 bucks. For $300, there were only a certain number of these made, 2,500, 1,000, whatever. It was the exact same packaging, signed by him, with a uh, one-of-a-kind or, like, one-of-ten kinds, whatever, uh, print in it of one of the photographs. Those, the $300, sold out in less than 24 hours. Probably in less than an hour, because you have those rabid Nine Inch Nails fans. I didn't even get it, you know? So immediately... Those things weren't shipped for maybe six months or something. So all of a sudden, he's made half a million dollars in 24 hours. And he takes some of that money, pays the people who worked on it, takes some of that money, makes the product, and and the rest, thank you very much. And he wasn't signed at the time? Was not signed. So that was profit. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, he had to do his own marketing, which which is one of the things he was really, you know, kind of having a problem with but you can do so much free marketing exactly and he's such a viral guy that like he puts something up on twitter and already it just you know he puts something up pitchfork picks it up Mm -hmm. you know and all these other people like oh dude Trent Reznor just posted something on twitter but so with that kind of model I love that because it gives the artist the freedom to like I wrote a song like he did that he wrote a song and he said we mixed this track an hour ago we finished this here you go 
There's none of that, okay, we've got to sit down and have a meeting. you got to sign this. Let's get the calendar out. Okay, we need at least six months to promote this. Okay, mm-hmm. album's done. It's going to come out in eight months. Well, that's the difference between doing something yourself and being signed to a label. Yeah, but so the yeah. problem he had was that he wasn't reaching enough people. So his side band, How to Destroy Angels, they signed with Columbia. Mm. So, like... They had the music videos. They had the schedule. They have a release date. You know, yeah. the album's been f- done for a while. It's not coming out for two months. But so, this has actually made me very interested as far as, like, nothing leaked. Because he had everything until he clicked a button and said, now you can buy my album. Mm-hmm. So, this is, for me, is like, is there some way that the the music industry can take this and make this work for them the stuff like you know the album comes out right now you can have it on high quality mp3 mm-hmm. for for five bucks that's all yours and then rather than say let's make a million cds and if they only sell a hundred thousand it's like shit we have nine hundred thousand cds we have to burn or throw away and it's made of toxic plastic rather than that say or you can buy a cd right now right once we get if ten thousand people order the cd we print twenty thousand cds or something so, like, that has always... When he did that and when, when um, Radiohead had In Rainbows, that's what it was, and it was like, hey, we made an album, click, pay what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that model always... That struck me as, like, that's vital, that's fresh. Yeah. I have the music right now, and I know I'm going to get that physical copy later. Because mm-hmm. for me, like I said, I'll, I'll torrent, but I will buy that album. Right. You know, I will get it so I have the music now, I can listen to it, then I get the visual component. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff has always made me very excited. Is there some way... The label is not doing pay what you can Oh, models. no, no, not that specifically, because that's... That, down, people get fucked over. Because, yeah. you know, no matter how much you respect an artist, how is he going to know I respect him? I'm just going to pay a dollar. That's right. shitty. Yeah. But like, as far as, like, the whole, okay... High quality MP3 right now for ten bucks. They're doing stuff like that all the time. That in fact is is great. One of my absolute favorite websites Mm -hmm. and web businesses, I should properly say, um, music businesses, is HD Tracks. Okay. If you don't know HD Tracks, I've not heard them. Check out HDTracks.com. It will blow your mind. They're literally, they have a huge amount of music content. What they are is they're they're high def audio. Okay. They cater to they, the 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 music folks that 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 really are are passionate about the most pristine quality of jazz albums, okay. dance albums, classical music, you name it, they've got it. And what's great about their business models, they've really just in a year alone have expanded it out into having more genres. That's so really important. You yeah, can, you that's can a go great on service. there and you can find really classic rock albums at. You know, like one ninety six, or or like you know ninety six. One ninety six is high. So how do they do that? Do they take them like do they get the masters and like clean it with a Q tip, or is it just all digitally enhanced or like it's di- it's digitally delivered? Wow. So we digitally deliver them, you know, an album, and then they have this very long process where they take the actual album mm-hmm. and and they. They tweak it and clean it and tweak it and clean it to the point where the audio is absolutely pristine at 196.24. That's excellent. And it is, I've got to tell you, I, I got I, I was I got to go to their offices one day mm-hmm. and sit in the studio, and they literally have an X marked on the floor. And it's like the perfect placement? It's the perfect placement. <sighs> you sit on that X, 
And then the studio engineer hits play. And I heard <laughs> Miss brain explodes. <laughs> the infamous Nora Jones come away with me, which actually sold a ton of albums through HD tracks alone. Okay. And literally it sounded like she was pretty much where that speaker is. Okay. Me. It was wow. insane and intense. I was like, this is so great. But that's what people are starting to pay for. They're starting to pay Absolutely. attention to high quality audio. Yeah. If they're going to pay money for for music, they, they want to get the, something. They want to get something. Yeah. And they want the best. Why am I not just going to download a shitty MP3 yeah. off of a torrent site exactly. because there's or this I, high quality or stuff? Or like or get a standard MP3 off of iTunes. Although yeah. iTunes does offer high 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 def audio now. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, they do they do do that. In fact, they were one of the first to offer it. Um. But HD tracks really has a nice thing going. So I would, uh, you know, I had mentioned, you know, Napster originally, Rhapsody, eMusic, mm-hmm. but I saved one of the best ones for last. Okay. Spotify. I've, I have, it hasn't worked for me. Christina loves it, like constantly. I'll she tell has you what I think is stuff. wrong with it. Okay. But you tell me what you think is wrong with it first. Again, I did not spend a whole lot of time with it. Okay. But the problem that I found was... So, obviously, the first thing I did was um, Nine Inch Nails. Yep, yep. The thing is, on one hand, I don't need Spotify to whip up a playlist for me because I don't like to hit shuffle on Nine Inch Nails because they're not a shuffle band. No, they're not. They're hit start <laughs> at the beginning of the album, listen and to the album. And you go all the way through it. And I'm fine with that. In and order. I, exactly. In order, yeah. because it tells a story. There's a repeated theme, you know. Mm-hmm. The Fragile is 23 tracks that, like, you go from a place to a place. And he said, when it came out, I know this is the stupidest thing I could have done. It's a double album. There's instrumental music on here. Give it time. Give it time. That's all I ask. Give it a few listens. Listen to it correctly. Sit down. Listen to the whole thing on headphones in the dark. That's all I ask. Mm. And it pays off. It's still one of my favorite albums of theirs. I can still listen to a track one to track 23 and be like, yes, okay. So at the same time, like, that is a lot to ask for most people. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's you know, no, I want to be able to click a button, download it, and be like, okay, listen to this half of the song. I'll listen to it later. Mm-hmm. But so we're Spotify. Type in Nine Inch Nails, and it's like, hey, here's Head Like a Hole. Here's a song from another Nine Inch Nails album. Here's a remix. And then it's like, okay, using my algorithm brain, let's see. We have bands that sound like Nine Inch Nails, bands that inspire Nine Inch Nails. The bands that sound like Nine Inch Nails, Stabbing Westward, Corn, you know, according to the computer. Mm. I hate Jonathan Davies' voice. I just have to say Jonathan Davis' voice. I hate that. <laughs> so the idea that it's like, oh, you enjoy Nine Inch Nails? Here's Corn, no. you know, or oh, you no. enjoy Nine Inch Nails? Here's Stabbing Westward. Bands that are like, we want to sound like Nine Inch Nails. So that category is out. And then stuff that inspired Nine Inch Nails uh, Skinny Puppy, Ministry, Front 242. It was it's that inaccessible industrial music that I can't listen to. That was the thing about Nine Inch Nails. They took the inaccessibility of clanking pipes and they took the verse verse chorus, you know, bridge formula and made aggressive, accessible pop music. Like yeah. closer. Yeah. One of the most like the chorus ends with I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> you can't play that on the radio. You can't dance to it, you know? But it doesn't mean it wasn't good. Because exactly. that song is... And it was, it's like one of the top songs in, in this list of this songs and this song. And it's, it's 
it is a pop song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of the weirdest, darkest pop songs you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that is exactly like Nine Inch Nails. And it turns out when I when I click Nine Inch Nails or when I click stuff like They Might Be Giants, I really just want to hear They Might Be Giants or one of the other bands. Did you ever that try really and like. um, literally just put them in search? Yeah. And, and, and do artists click on the artist tab? They have a lot of their stuff, but there's some stuff they don't have. That's another thing. I'll like, tell you why that is. Um, and not a, not a lot of folks know this. Okay. But the reason why you won't find like the entire Nine Inch Nails discography on yeah. Spotify or any streaming service is because if there was a period of time where Trent wasn't signed to major, yeah, his content won't be on there. Okay. Because it's the majors that are for the most part putting all the content in or when know, yeah and some of his stuff is, is like to get the content gotcha and know, there might be Spotify. some remixes he did with Island Records which right. is like the international version of Capital or something there's are you talking about Island Def Jam maybe cuz there was something where I, like one of one of the versions of his CDs came out in America okay. and it had like six tracks and then like the the UK version had like three tracks that weren't on that mm. and it was like Island was the stamp on it. Okay. You might be... Um, it, this is from, like, that early That stuff 90s. might not have been, like, yeah. licensed in the UK. To exactly. So there's stuff like wider. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might just be an isolated part of the catalog that isn't allowed to be used in that context. Yeah. Which also comes up, too. Exactly. And there's limitations. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then why am I going to pay for something when, A, I own everything Nine Inch Nails has ever done, and, right. B, like, I can't hear everything I want, and I have to pay... And it's only, I don't know, it's its certain things like that. You Here's know? the thing that's good. Oh, there are a few things that I think are good with Spotify. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of benefits. It just doesn't seem like it's my thing. If you know, like Christina Negan, loves it. She's constantly looking for new stuff. And like, this band sounds like them. Oh, I love them all of a sudden. This is great. So, and if, if, if she's like into making playlists too. Loves making playlists. Then Hundreds it's kind of like... You know the the modern modern take on making mixtape. It's the modern mixtape, exactly, which you know, also has which a huge cool. yeah, especially for people and our you age. You can share them exactly. You can so, share it on Facebook. You can share it on Twitter. They have the the Spotify you know, play button element. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're doing a blog, you can blog about a playlist you made on Facebook. And you yeah. just have the play button right there. Yeah, it's genius. It's really cool. So how does this how does this make money for the labels? So okay, the labels are paid per play. A certain okay. a certain amount of money per play, so okay. those plays add up pretty quickly. If you're looking at Lady Gaga, pop stars, yeah, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Even they're they're the top top of the line, you know, like yeah. top top ten every week type of characters. Absolutely. But then you you also have artists that are in the middle mm-hmm. that can also generate money in Spotify as well. It's also a really, really excellent marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good to get your music out there. And, you know, Spotify does a really great job about promoting music as well. Yeah. Um, through Facebook and Twitter and also their own Spotify ads. Mm-hmm. So the free service is the ad-supported free service. So yeah, where like every five songs you have someone say, drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, and then you, get five you might more get songs. an audio ad. Yeah. You'll see the banner ads on the sides and the bottom. Yeah. Like on, on the, the, the right side and yeah, the bottom. Yeah, but most people, they can tune those out at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, I can tell you flat out, like their, their demographics, 18 to 24-year-olds. Yeah. And um, that demographic has spiked their, their ad-supported subscriber growth like tremendously. Yeah, I because imagine so. 
they, you know, they don't they don't care to pay for something like that. But at the same time, they're happy yeah, to they're also discover music. They've got the apps in there. They have mm. Spotify apps. Yeah, apps. I feel like apps are also helping to keep the music industry alive because they're the simplest thing. You just download it and yeah. Yeah, if you have a discovery app. Yes. And, and you funnel your music through that, mm-hmm. then yeah, absolutely. It's it's just another like layer to to keep to keep pushing your content and to keep pushing the artists you want to push. You keep helping them grow, mm-hmm. like a certain album release or track release or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there's a lot of layers into that. My yes, favorite. and this Woo! is that's fascinating. And there's all these things about. It. Okay, so to end this specific section, um, like, have you had any holy shit moments? Or, like, what is your number one, like, you know... Oh, yes. My yeah. number one holy shit music moment? Yes. Here like it comes. I'm going to lay it on you. And <laughs> you're going to be like, you are such a geek for real. Okay. So, <laughs> Prince Musicology Tour. Yes. Great album. Love oh. Musicology. Love Pimp and Circumstance. A lot of really solid stuff on that album. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, he, first of all... The guy walks on stage. He's he's a pint-sized little man. Oh, tiny man, yeah. Okay, he's like four foot and change, like 4'11 or 4'10 or something. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he wears those crazy awesome platforms. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so he comes out, and he's looking adorable in this, like, white suit with an I Love New York t-shirt on. Aww. And he, <laughs> he, he knows how to get the audience. Even though we were, it was Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. Okay? We were all in Madison Square Garden, but it felt like we were sitting in his living room. And we were all eating out of the palm of his hand because oh he's yes. just that good. He's got. He's, he's got the to get performer. That. Yeah. Yeah. So he's playing and doing his his songs, and what was good is he sprinkled some of the newer, more esoteric work yeah. in with some of the older hits. Yes. And the way he did it was awesome and magical. What he did is he dedicated a whole set, mm-hmm. like a whole portion of the set, I should say, to and him. Totally just stripped down with a guitar. The guitar. And he sat on a stool <laughs> with a just acoustic guitar uh-huh. and he played all of his hits. Little Red Corvette, Purple Rain. I'm just getting the chills, by the way. Remember, like Purple Rain. It was magical and that that definitely was tear inducing. Mm-hmm. But that was not why I really fully just bawled my eyes out. Okay. The ball my eyes out moment came when he started, like, he was playing with his full band, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he started playing the beginning guitar riff for Glamorous Life. Okay. Now, Prince broke Sheila E. A lot yeah. of people don't know that, but he literally was the reason why Sheila E. was so big in the 80s. Yeah. And I was passionately obsessed with Sheila E. when I was a little kid because I played percussion, and I was obsessed with her because she was a female that played percussion. She was such a damn good drummer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know, he just started started riffing. Uh-huh. Glamorous life. And then all of a sudden, he stops and busts out laughing. And then you just see this light go boom <sighs> to the center of the stage, okay? And all of a sudden, you just see smoke. <laughs> and you see Sheila E. magically just rise up. Out of the smoke. She did. She rise up out of the friggin' smoke <laughs> with her, one of her typical awesome, like, leopard skinny skin tight dresses <laughs> on she had her drum rig with the cowbell like locked in wow, the side nice. and she just starts glamorous life and i bawled like a baby i cried <laughs> in a way that was not natural nice. and Kara was like seriously dude seriously you're crying right now stop it snap out of it this is so stupid but that was such a magical powerful moment for me because you know what when i was eight years old mm-hmm. and just imagining what her life must have been as sheila e being so cool and just like 
learning the drums, seeing her as a female drummer, and then growing older and being, being inspired a drummer. by her. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I played the drums through high school. Like that. That to me was just like truly one of the coolest experiences. At, oh, I've, I've awesome. listen. I've been I've been truly blessed. I see concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. I meet a lot of artists, and I've got to tell you that moment. Well, it just be locked forever in my little. 12 year old soul <laughs> your 12 year old drumming soul I mean oh my god yeah she and I swear to god if I ever meet her in person I will probably she would be one of them one of the artists I'd pass out in front of nice her like Tori Amos is a huge huge influencer I love me some Tori bad absolutely Prince obviously if I met him I would pass out too but like but oof. okay so uh, the final segment we've made it this has been so crazy and I don't even know if I'm going to try editing this because it's just <laughs> I've been loving it it's too much life. fun I was kind of nervous I'm like uh I'm not gonna sound on this thing. No, no, it's it's worked so far. Sweet. So, final segment here involves you looking at a list of words. Define me. And you pick a word, okay. and you have to define it. It's kind of cool. This is a serious list right here. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I have my word. All right. What is the word? Deforlitation. Okay. Literary fornication. Literary fornication? Yes. As in a scene when, in a book when people have sex? Yes. Or having sex with a book? Well, it could it could be interpreted, A, as people having sex from a book story or okay. in a book story, or B, a person literally fornicating with a book. Maybe they cut a hole in it. Okay. Maybe they don't. So Maybe like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. I consider that mommy porn. Basically. Um, yeah, soccer mom porn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yes. So nice. There you go. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for that. That, that was, was so succinct. That was a hot, a hot list there, Paul. <laughs> very, very, very exciting stuff. I do like the English language and the strange things that we can do with it. Mm. Um, well, Amy, that's that's it. You really? Have, you have persevered. Yes, that's... Oh, that's, right. High five me. High five, man. Yes. That was excellent. Well, thank you for having me thank on the you. podcast. Thank you. This was fascinating. I'm, as I've, I've, I've been such a music fan, and as an outsider, you there's so much stuff that doesn't make any sense, you know? And, and you've shed light on so much stuff, and that's been, that's been so helpful. Well, anytime you have questions, throw them my way. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Mr. Thank Paul. Degrazo. Obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something And then I forgot what I was talking about Because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing Degrazo. Obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about?